Hi, I'm Kelvin, the See Here Love Floor Manager. I basically get to tell Melinda what to do. And today, Melinda shares what she did this past summer, the exciting new things ahead for season six. And she interviews a ton of amazing guests all across North America who are joining her every month to talk about real issues that truly matter. So let's do this. Season six, here we come. Welcome to See Here Love and to season six. I'm your host, Melinda, and what a year it has been. I know it's been a hard couple months for many of us, all of us, and words like tired, overwhelmed, depressed, lonely, angry, frustrated, hopeless come to mind. Real legitimate feelings. It's been really tough on all of us, but in this new and next normal, pivoting and adapting, I had a lot of time to think, to be quiet and to assess my life and the purpose of See Here Love, and it became clearer. See Here Love has always been and will always be a place where we listen, we learn, and we amplify the voices and stories of women and men that need to be heard. And that's why I'm really excited about this new season ahead, these new shows that myself and my team have created that are in direct response to the needs we are hearing all over the world. You know, for this season, we want to help you navigate real life issues in real time. And so I hope you journey with us through this new season as I, as we listen together, learn together, and then encourage women and men all over the world to share their stories. Well, this past summer on See Here Love, we responded to COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement with webinars and a coast-to-coast -coast conversation series across Canada, where we asked women in each province from BC to the Maritimes how they are loving their neighbor and what does inclusion mean to them, what they are hopeful for in the future. Here's a recap of our See Here Love summer. had been really just learning about Sabbath. And so this was very much a forced stop, slow down. You know, the first couple of weeks, I remember just the whole world was kind of spinning. And, and this one thing that just words that kept speaking to me were to choose faith over fear. You know, I always look back again to my First Nation. You know, uh, we're a very matriarchal culture. They say a nation is not defeated until the hearts of the women are on the ground. Christ came to be an example and he was someone who was about justice. Your cultural identity matters. Um, I don't think God made us all different for us to pretend that we were the same. But this is such a time to take stock of what we've been doing. Is it essential or not? Is it what God wants us to be doing? And I think this is such a moment to ask God, what are you doing in this season for the church? We took a massive leap of faith, selling everything and leaving everything and coming here to start this ministry and just, we want to be kingdom-minded people. love that series and you can watch the entire series on our YouTube channel. Well, after a good summer virtually heading across Canada, we look ahead to this new season and what a lineup of guests we have. And as I listened and learned to all the things that were going on around me, I realized that we needed monthly consistent voices along with our special guests speaking into culture and important issues on a regular basis. So I asked a number of familiar faces and new faces to join our content team this season and lend their voices for change. So make sure you stay with us through the entire show as I have a very exciting announcement to make at the end. Hint, a See Here Love takeover, and that's all I'm going to say. So now let's go to Joe Saxon, a new friend, a leader, an author, and a speaker who's gonna share about her segment for season six, a timely and important discussion. 
Joe Saxton. Welcome to See Here Live, especially as we start off season six from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome. Thank you very much. It is great to be with you. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so excited that you're going to be with us, with me throughout the entire season six every month, talking about what? I'm really excited. And I want you to share what your segment is going to be all about. Yeah, I'm going to be talking lots about leadership, um, specifically for women who are leaders. One of the things I've noticed is that women are incredibly gifted, incredibly resourceful, but wouldn't often easily call themselves a leader. They would say they had lots of responsibilities, particularly in this moment that we're in culturally. They would say there's a lot going on in their lives, but maybe don't own the word, really. They would say that maybe... I've met a lot of women who say they don't know how to use their voice, that there are a lot of things that are holding them back for their sense of dreams and their purpose. And basically in each of these segments, I wanna come alongside everybody with a thought, a challenge, an inspiration, a tool so that they can live the life God made them for. Amazing, my heart is just going, yes, yes, yes. My hands, my voice, I'm so excited. Why do you think um, it's, it's important that our viewers and listeners really connect with you about this? And, and what has been your leadership journey? Because clearly you're passionate about leadership for women. Yeah, I'm, I would often say I was the last who would call myself a leader. I think my teachers knew, my friends knew, um, if I dare say it, my enemies, my enemies knew. <laughs> um, but I don't know. And I, I didn't know because I didn't believe I was worthy. I either felt I was too much or not enough and was told those at various times. Hmm. Um, and I wasn't living into the fullness of the life God had given me to know him, but also represent him in the world. I, I was embarrassed by the gifts I had. I felt that they were a threat in some way. And so in many ways, my story was one of people coming alongside me and reminding me that I had a contribution to make in society. And it didn't have to be visible or anything, but it did have to be made. Um, I, my journey is one where people reminded me that God was not shocked by the way he made me. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it coming. Um, and as such, what does it look like to live into the dreams that he placed there? the ideas. And the other thing I, I realized that so often calling and our passions and our purpose come out of crisis. They don't come out of comfort. They don't always come out of the easy times. And so I think that's probably why my heart beats so strongly for it. Because when I've traveled around the world, I'm, I grew up in the UK in London, but wherever I've traveled in the world, I have seen women who are way more talented than they're admitting, way more gifted, and who are bursting with potential. And I think our world needs all of us, men and women, alongside each other, um, bringing great things into the world for human flourishing and for the glory of God. Joe, I can't wait for you and I to show up every month and share uh, your thoughts and our thoughts collectively together about leadership, what holds women back, and to help them rise up to the calling and the story that God has for them. So I'm so thankful for you. I look forward to seeing you in a month. We're cheering you on, Joe. And so thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, it's great. Okay. Well, our next special guest is in Colorado Springs, Colorado. He is smart, everybody, and knows what it means to follow Jesus in a post-Christian world. He's an author and co-founder of Sons and Daughters TV and CEO, oh, COO of Messenger International, Addison Bevere. Welcome to See Here Love. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show, Melinda. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to see you again. Well, let's start off right away. First of all, I'm so glad that you're with me right throughout season six, throughout the year. Tell us about these segments that you're going to be presenting and sharing every month. Yeah, so I, I'm sure you hear this too, but I hear more and more that we're in a post-Christian world from people. 
And they're like, hey, we tried that whole Christianity thing. It didn't work. So now we need to move on to DIY spirituality. We need to move <laughs> on to secularism, humanism, something different. And honestly, I think I think we just need a fresh look at what it means to be the people of God. I think we've reduced what it is to following Jesus to just a cultural, small cultural expression that fits in our tiny little Christian comfort zones. And so I want to explore what the early church did that caused them to turn the world upside down. And we're going to use the word saint because I think that's such a powerful identifier to unlock the power and mystery of what it means to follow Jesus. That's amazing. What, what are you hoping that our listeners and viewers will take away from this? I mean, for people that are seeking and people that have been Christians yeah. or deconstructing their faith currently. Yeah, well, I want people to have hope. I mean, if you look at the great three, faith, hope, and love, like we need to have hope. And we are in a world right now that is devoid of hope. And it's harder and harder to be a a Christ follower in our world. And when you add all the baggage, the cultural baggage that comes with the term Christian to the equation, it's it's nearly impossible for some people who work in certain spheres or live in certain places. So I want to give fresh language. And I, I'm not talking about my language. I'm talking about scriptural language. I'm going back to scripture. I want to give fresh language that's going to energize people's pursuit. And they're going to see each and every day as meaningful and as full of purpose and as a part of building God's kingdom. Yeah, I love that. I love that it's about being more than Christian because I think you're right that a lot of people have sort of identified Christianity as this. And a lot of people are like, we yes. don't want anything to do with it. Right. Or people who have been right. Christians for so long are like, we're tired of it. Right. Right. Yeah. And even if you look at and I'm, I don't want to get political, but if you look at the political landscape, you see a caricature of justice on one side and a caricature of righteousness on the other side. Mm -hmm. And the truth is God's kingdom is built on righteousness and justice. So we got to learn how to be people of the tension. And saints are, by definition, people of the kingdom. Woo! I think we've made it about this small idea of Christianity. But the truth is we're called to be people of the kingdom. That was Jesus's favorite topic. He talked about the kingdom of God more than anything else. And so what I want to do is be like, all right, what does it mean to be people of the kingdom practically in the 21st century? And what does that look like in our lives? Addison, preach it. Every time you do that, I get so excited. Come on, <laughs> come, on come on, preach it. Addison, I look so forward to your segments every month. Um, I can't wait to hear uh, your smart, incredible words. And please make sure you say hi to your mama, Lisa Bevere, from us. I will. Your fans and friends I of will. hers, and make sure you say hello. And can't wait. Can't wait to see you next month here on See Her Love. Thank you, Melinda. Okay. Looking forward to it. Okay, take care. Thanks again. Hey, it's Kelvin again, interrupting the conversation to let you know that you can find more inspiring content, full interviews, behind the scenes, and trivia contests with our guests on YouTube. You can also follow See Here Love's Instagram and Facebook for daily encouragement. And one more thing, if you like what See Here Love is doing, please support us at seeherelove.com slash give. Thanks, and now back to the show. One of the things I love about Canada is our cultural diversity and interculturalism. Though truly beautiful, it doesn't come without its challenges. So my next guest gets this. She is a second-generation Korean-Canadian who serves as director of Envision, a startup initiative focused on emerging leaders. She loves to mentor and have authentic conversations. My kind of girl. Welcome, Frances <laughs> Kim. Frances, welcome. Thank you. I Thank you. It's so great to be here. Amazing. I'm so glad you're with us all throughout season six. Let's start right off. What is your segment that you'll be sharing uh, throughout the year? So the themes I'll be covering through these segments on See, Here Love are actually threefold. It'll include one, identity, particularly lived through my second generation Canadian context as an ethnic minority. I realized that there isn't actually a lot out there about the lived experiences of navigating multiple roles all at one time. 
So I'll be drawing from my current experience of living in a multi-generational family home that I have been for most of my married life. And I'll ask the question, how do we as women claim our identity as daughters of Christ first, then have this become the bedrock from which all other sacred identities, such as ethnicity and personality and gender roles flow? Amazing. The second will be cultural agility. So what are the keys to navigating the complexities of life and leadership with the posture of humility, but also the goal of becoming transcultural, which basically means relating to, understanding, and serving alongside people from multiple cultures. I think we live in a day where cultural agility is a must mm -hmm. to gain trust and ultimately influence. And then the third is mentorship. So I heard Joe Saxton recently say that it takes a village to raise one leader. <laughs> and that has certainly been true uh, for me. But what I'm finding today, especially here in Canada, is that as more women are stepping into their unique roles in leadership, there's often a lack of women, particularly women of color, ahead of them to offer the wisdom and guidance needed in navigating terrain that's let's be honest, often dominated exclusively by white males. And so I absolutely love working and serving alongside my older brothers and we have so much fun. But how can we start intentionally closing that gap by equipping pioneering women, myself included, mm -hmm. with the hope of paving a wider, more accessible path for others to follow? So in that vein, I'm so excited for this opportunity with See Here Love to assemble almost like a dream team of younger women for these segments. We're starting now with that village mentality and I hope to bring to you a collaborative content for some of the brightest emerging leaders that are around me. So you can look forward to that. Oh, Francis, I am looking forward to it. <laughs> I know uh, so many young women across Canada, the world, uh, who you represent, you know, Asian, second generation, are gonna be so excited, encouraged, um, and really mentored, like a virtual mentor by you so. and by this group of people. So thank you so much. I can't wait to see your segments and to be a part of, yeah, this great team that are helping young women across the world feel empowered, accepted, and have a voice. So thank you so yeah. much. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Can't wait to, uh, <laughs> to see you throughout the year. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye. Well, I am thrilled that our next guest is CEO of a Young Street Mission. I can't believe it's been around since 1896. Uh, CEO Angie Peters here with me to share about her segment called Bystanders No More. Welcome, Angie, to the show. Well, thank you, Melinda. It's so great to be here, and I'm excited for this year and this season. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about why Bystanders No More? What does that mean? Uh, what's your segment for the whole year about? And what is your hope for our viewers and listeners to take away from your segments? Okay, well, here, here's the thing. The theme of my segments can really be summed up in an episode of Anne of Green Gables, if you can imagine <laughs> that. There was an episode in the first season that really caught my attention because it was community at its best. There was this crisis in the middle of night, a fire, Everybody ran to the house, they brought their buckets, they formed a bucket brigade, put out the fire, figured out how to build up the family and, uh, and how to repair their house. So in a short series period of time, you go from crisis to remediation to restoration. And for me, that's the example of really the fact that I think community is God's solution for poverty. 
that family would have been destitute without everybody coming around them and just picking up their buckets and stepping in. And so bystanders no more is really to tap into the frustration that we have today, I think, that we're paralyzed by our system created in post-war era that really doesn't address modern poverty and the challenges that people face. So what I'm going to do in my segment is go through seven concrete ways and then sum it up that we each can not be a bystander and make the difference we really want to make in people's lives. And I think this is critically important and especially now because Poverty is growing and it is growing in Canada. It's not growing for everybody, but it's growing for targeted populations. And actually those are women and children and people who are new to Canada. It is very high for those populations and we can do something about it. And it's growing in, in a crisis proportion. And it's important because these aren't statistics. These are people, mm -hmm. their mothers, fathers, daughters and sons. There are people like my mom, actually, who had a really horrific childhood and made some very poor choices for herself as a result of that and had three children with different dads. And as a result of that, society looked at her like somebody on social assistance who would never go anywhere and didn't want anything and gave up on her. But somebody didn't. Somebody saw her and invested in her. And as a result of that, her life was changed. And so were the lives of her three children. So because one person saw and invested, a whole family was changed and lifted out of poverty for generations. Yeah. And that person was a piano teacher. And all she had to give was a listening ear and compassion. So we all have something to give. If you have a job, if you uh, can organize things, if you can teach, if you can tutor, if you can mentor, these are the things we're gonna visit over the segments. And, uh, and my hope is that in one of these segments, you'll see the thing that you have to give and you'll say, that's my bucket and you'll pick it up and you'll join the brigade mm. because we are God's solution to poverty. Angie, I love that. And after, you know, conversation over the summer about saying, even for myself, I feel like sometimes I'm paralyzed but not being able to do something or overwhelmed with the possibilities. I love that you're going to drill down make it really simple for myself and our viewers and listeners to do something, to stop being a bystander and actually to get involved to help the poor and the marginalized, the ones that Jesus so loves. And so I'm so glad that you're at the helm of this. I uh, thank you for the good work that you do at Young Street Mission. And uh, I'm so glad that you will be teaching and mentoring us as we go in the next year. So thank you so much, Angie. Looking forward to seeing you uh, very soon with your segment. Thanks, Melinda. Changed. It all has changed. But one thing has remained constant. It's God's unchanging word to us. Where people are at risk, when faith is under siege to millions craving hope and generations seeking purpose, God speaks. The world is changing, but the word of God remains unchanged. with some very familiar faces to see here, love, friends and co-hosts, Joan Nemhard, Brooke Nichols, Joanna LaFleur. Welcome back, you guys. It's so great to see Yay. you. 
So glad that you're so part. to be back. Yeah, so glad to be part of season six. And I want to just sort of like jump off really quickly here uh, to talk about your role and what you'll be doing in season six. Brooke, let's start with you. Devotionals and song and story. Why so important to have those segments and elements in the show this year? Yeah, well, I think like, you know, I get to read uh, devotionals uh, from my book, which is so exciting to me because um, it's my book, every devotional, uh, we can turn our eyes to Jesus in the midst of whatever it is we're facing. Mm. And, um, so I'm really excited for this new segment. And then of course, music, which is my most favorite thing. I always, I always think about this, you know, when I'm writing music, it's so important to, uh, write words that, yeah, turn people's hearts and eyes to Jesus because, when people are t- tuning into the show, like we don't know who's tuning in. It right. could be somebody like us, or it could be somebody who like doesn't know Jesus at all. And music has a way of connecting with people in a way that like nothing else does. And so it's just important to keep the the songs Jesus focused and yeah, just to continue to point people to Jesus. Amazing. Brooke, I'm so looking forward to that, and especially around yeah. Christmas times and key moments within the year. So I'm so glad you're here for that. Joanna... Good Word and co-hosting your hopes for as you share the good word and scriptures across the world on See Here Love. Oh man, this has been a year, am I right? And so I just think we need some good news and truth from Jesus to encourage us, to strengthen us, to like fix our eyes, just as you said, Brooke. Uh, it has been a rough year. And even just this morning, as I sat in scripture, sat in the Bible, I was so moved by what Jesus was saying to me. So I hope that I can translate some of that encouragement to you and give you a taste of how good Jesus is. Uh, Cause we need encouragement now more than ever. We need truth now more than ever. We need an anchor and a foundation now in this rocky time more than ever. So I cannot wait. It's an honor to be part of it. And Hey, I got a dog recently, so I might be doing some doggy devos Yay! where like it's me and a dog because what you what you want is is puppies, but what you need is Jesus. There you so go. We'll oh, and listen, oh, Joe, they say when you have stress, the best thing to do is hug a puppy. That's what I've been hearing all oh. along. So I'm so excited for that. And I can't wait to see your little puppy Pearl in one of these good words. I'm excited. Pearl the pug. Yeah. Pearl the amazing. pug. Amazing. Cheryl Nemhard, really excited for your new segment, Love Decoded. Let's talk about that. I know your heart for social justice and what a time oh to have a segment like this this year. Yeah, I'm super lit up about this. And I'm so, thank you for the opportunity, Melinda. I think there's never been a more important time to discuss social justice and advocacy than right now. We have seen, as Joanna says, a whirlwind year, but also looking from the optics of where is the church and are we as visible and as vocal? And what does that look like to, to, to live outside of the four walls? And that's why I called it Love Decoded. What does love look like? And I think Cornwell, Cornell West was my inspiration where he said, social justice is what love looks like in public. And so we want to really look at the role of Christians beyond the church. And I've got a couple of teaser segments here <laughs> I thought might uh, get people perked up. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, we're going to lay the foundation uh, and do a biblical teaching on Jesus and justice. We're going to talk about love thy neighbor and we're going to tackle all the uglies. We're not holding back. Racism and prejudice is that episode. Then we're going to talk about allyship, what it means to come alongside and what does that look like in terms of advocacy from the church? Uh, This one's hot. The gender equality of the gospel, y'all. 
We're, ta- mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking about sexism, misogyny, uh, the, the obstacles that females face as leaders in church. Then we're going to talk about light in the darkness. We're going to really focus on at-risk youth, which is my heart. Uh, this one, the fight for freedom. And we're going to talk about sex trafficking. Uh, and then I've got a couple more, but I'll give you one more. But, the, but by the grace of God, think about that. But by the grace of God, that's homelessness. And the whole idea that, you know, it could be any one of us. And so really trying to um, identify, come alongside. And I love this. Every person, every episode, sorry, is going to have a pact. We're going to make a pact. And a pact for this purpose is we're going to have prayer and reflections. We're going to see what the Bible says and what God is commissioning us to do in these areas. A, we're going to take actionable steps towards change. So we're going to do more than just worship, more than just talk, more than just gather. We're going to mobilize. And then, yeah, right. C, we're going to find, I'll give you tools, information of ways to connect with the issue. If it grabs your heart, you feel a prompting and you don't know where to start. I'm going to help you with that. And then there'll be T, takeaways. And we are going to change world honey wow love decoded (laughs) let's go that's amazing let's go last quick thoughts you guys for the season as we look into this new season after uh i well a year we've had really quick just sort of encouragements brooke yeah i was just gonna say i think that this season is gonna be uh like no other season because of what we've all you know this year has changed us we're changed people because of what this year has done to all of us. And so I just, I'm excited for the, the new eyes, um, uh, the, the, the broken, but put back together hearts that we have and just, yeah, I'm just excited to go for it and to really dive in. Amazing. Thanks Brooke. Joanna. Yeah. I, we, we need each other. I think now more than ever, we're so aware of how connection is so life giving to us. And so I hope that online, on social, on the show, that we can really connect with one another this year across the nation and um, support one another, cheer one another on. I, um, I I think we can do that better now than ever before because, as you said, Brooke, we've been changed by this year. So let's go together, guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. You are change makers. You inspire me. I'm so proud as women, uh, your leadership here in Canada and around the world. Excited to hear what you're going to say. I know I'm going to learn a lot from you and big hugs to you across the ways. I wish you were here with me here in studio, but you know, I'm glad that we could connect this way. So thanks so much and looking forward to your segments in season six. Well, what a season it will be. I can't wait to listen, learn, and amplify the voices of these amazing people along with many special guests that will be featured each week as well. And I hope you will journey with us this season and that you'll join our See Here Love community by signing up for our weekly newsletter and devotional and by supporting us financially so we can keep sharing stories of faith and love to those who are in desperate need of hope and freedom. Well, I know I mentioned in the beginning of the show a huge announcement, and this is it. It's called the See Here Love Takeover. And beginning today, we are looking for two women, one age 20 to 29 and the other 55 plus to take over my hosting chair and be the host of See Here Love for an entire show. Yes, you heard that. I'm getting kicked out of my chair. It's a takeover. And we're giving two shows over to women that want a chance to host a national TV show, podcast and radio show. It's pretty exciting. All the details are on the website at seeherelove.com. Go there right away, the big button that says takeover. We want you to apply and get a chance to kick me out of the chair and be the host of See Here Love. 
We also want to amplify new voices and give a platform to those who don't get opportunities to speak on a large stage, if you will. And so we want to see you here in 2021. Well, on that note, you can see that season six is going to be great, full of helpful resources and wise voices and life applications and great guests. And we're so thankful for the many supporters of See Here Love and the Canadian Bible Society for their sponsorship with us this season. And we are so thankful for you for watching, listening, learning with us. And as you go about today and this week, in this new season ahead, know that you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.